Hello and welcome. You're listening to episode 49 of the Nailman Video Games Podcast. Coming to you from Portbet, the Piazza Shopping Centre in Paisley, as part of the Paisley Youth Arts Festival. It is Sunday, 8th September 2019. I'm Gary Simmons, and joining me today is Paul Kaczynski. Hello. And our wonderful live audience. Oh, a wonderful live audience. Excellent. This bodes well. Uh, we have nothing to do with the video game industry. We don't make them, we don't sell them, and we're not even good at them. We are the nearly men, and at some point, you've probably kicked our butts online. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Gary. Hello, Paul. Hello, everybody. Hello. Oh, it's like pantless season uh, starting early. It's, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. <laughs> uh, this is a first for the nearly men, and it's, it's two firsts, mm. actually, because... This is the first time that Gary Hogg has done a two-man yes, podcast. Because yeah. it's always been the three of us. Because normally there's uh, Colin Little uh, is our third member. But unfortunately he can't be here today. And he is gutted, let me tell you. He is mm. absolutely gutted. Um, so this is your, your first two-man yes, podcast. Yes, it is. There's a lot of pressure. I'm not going to lie. I've got to talk a lot to keep make up for Colin being absent. <laughs> you get to ride shotgun. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so thanks for having us at Paisley Youth Arts Festival. Uh, thanks to Outspoken Arts who got us here and Renfrewshire Leisure Arts Management Team and uh, the Erskine Music Media Studio. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's great because we are in Pop in Paisley in the Piazza Centre and around us, Gary Hogg, we yeah. have retro games galore. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, do you know, there's something really nice about recording this podcast and people are playing games. It is, but I'm going to get so distracted. I'm going to be like, that, that tournament over there is going really well, and now I forget what to say next. So, especially because it's a game I'm rubbish at, so I'm just like, can I get some tips, please? Thank you very much. Ah, I see, I see, I see. Um, you're fiddling with my knobs, huh? <laughs> um, right, oh, oh. so uh, for those of you who don't listen to us, we start the game, uh, start the game, start the episode by talking about what games we played, so we're going to do that right now, and I'm going to ask Gary Hogg, who has been playing umpteen games oh, yeah. I believe so. I've been playing a ton because last weekend I bought like five or six video games in the space of two days um, and I've managed to try all of them a tiny teeny bit um, so Control <laughs> tiny teeny bit <laughs> Control um, the kind of action-y supernatural game with Jesse the red-headed is this just like a, a a modern day Max Payne no 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 no, no. it's um, if you ever played Alan Wake uh, not Alan Wake. Yeah, Alan Wake. It's from the guys who made Alan Wake. It's oh, got okay. a very similar feel. It's a supernatural storyline. It doesn't really explain what's happening at first. Right. Uh, and as the story's been progressing, it's been kind of delivering plot points. So it's good. It's oh, really interesting. Okay, okay. It's good fun. Uh, Man of Medan, uh, from the guys who made Until Dawn. Oh, yes. Um, I finished that, and I'm on a second playthrough. Um, very scary. Wait a minute, you, you finished it with this list of games that I have in front of me. You managed Man to Medan finish it. took about four and a half hours, five hours, so I got through that because I wanted to get through that. Oh, um, my gosh. And I streamed it, so you can catch me on stream screaming a lot. Um, <laughs> it's very good at making you scream, um, so it was very scary. Uh, Astro Chain on the Switch, uh, which is from Platinum Games, who made like Benetta and other kind of action-y, adventure-y, beat-em-up games. Um, I'm right in thinking, this Astro Chain was the best-selling game of the week, if I'm, if I'm not oh, mistaken. It? And it beat like Man of Medan mm-hmm. and Control mm-hmm. and all that. That's impressive, but it is very good. I've only played the first half hour, but... It, it, it spares no time in getting to the point of the story, uh, and if I'm like three minutes, you're riding a motorbike, shooting monsters, and then oh. you're b- b- punching monsters in the face, and then suddenly you have a monster. And um, you, you you know, a, what is a pet? Yeah, well, that's the astral chain. So now some games, it's like, oh, the astral chain is going to take ages to be explained. But this one is like, this is an astral chain. There you go. Ah. And you're like, cool, thanks. Um, so yeah, it's like a pet that comes out and helps you beat things up. Um, 
Final Fantasy VIII Remaster on PS4 and the Switch. I bought it twice already. Oh, <laughs> Just to play it on the go. I'm I'm not a fan of these remasters. Oh no, I love it. I, I mean, it's my shiny childhood, but shiny. But is, is Square Enix just like rehashing every game they've ever made? No, every game just Final Fantasies, but like extra modes and extra beautiful graphics, and that kind of ties in with the nostalgia and retro feel, which we'll come to later. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And I know some of our listeners have been playing it as well. Blair Witch. I've not tried that yet. I was about I'm to ask. I was about to ask. But I'm hopefully going to stream it this week for the first time in darkness. So Blair Witch is is like similar to like Friday the 13th and Dead by Daylight and things no. like that. Oh, no, it's a first person survival horror puzzle game and you've got a pet dog and I'm really hoping that Blair Witch doesn't take my dog. Um, but yeah, so you're like exploring and you've got to solve puzzles and I think the Blair Witch, whatever it is, is after you and you're trying to escape the woods. So I imagine it's going to be like Slenderman, and we oh, know how I call the Slenderman. Oh. Um, but I think it's a little more structured than that. It's not as hectic. But um, Slenderman is terrifying, absolutely yeah. terrifying. Mm. We we did it every year. We do the the save point, which we'll come to later, um, which is a twenty four hour charity marathon. And one year we chose to do horror games. So good. And we we played Slenderman. I think at midnight. I think yeah, we chose to play it at uh-huh. midnight. And there was nine people in the room, and I think the police were phoned with the, the amount of screaming that was happening. Yeah, me and a friend of the podcast, Bell, who's got us in touch just now, uh, we were sitting next to each other on the, the sofa, hug, hugging each other, screaming every time something didn't happen. Um, just a game as well, it's just a I game. Know. And uh, the final game I got was Catherine Full Body Edition, which is um, an interesting game from Atlas. It's, it's quite an adult game, if I believe. Yeah, it. and it first came out in 2012, and I never right. played it. So they've remastered it, and they've added in new characters from Persona 5 and, and stuff, and uh, it looks interesting, um. and was quite controversial. And the remaster's just as controversial. How so? Uh, just the adult themes of it, okay. and uh, the whole, kind of like Cyberpunk 2077, about the whole um, gender thing. There's right. a, a character in it who... In Japan is identified one way, but when we stay in America and Europe, took it out. So people oh. were like, "Why are you taking away the thing of transgender female?" And they took that out, and they like they kind of kind of danced around the issue. And in the Japanese version, it was quite prominent. Right. So okay. um, the controversy was back. And sometimes you think if they'd done that for more game sales, but so when I play that, it should be fun. But it's weird. It's like a puzzle platformer. You're a guy trying to climb a mountain of blocks, and there's sheep attacking you. Sheep. Sheep. Because it's in his dreams, he's dreaming it, so it's not like, he, like so it's his nightmares, and it's like his oh. his frustrations come through his dreams, and it's like these giant sheep try to kill you. When he should be counting them. Yeah, exactly. And you try to climb this tower and move blocks, and the sheep are just like, no, get off the tower. So <laughs> so for the next podcast, I'll try it and let you know how, how bizarre it is. But surely a stream is, is calling. I don't know. I mean, it's, I think it's quite a, a, a raunchy game. Oh, it is raunchy, So yes. I'm mean, like, I don't know, PG 13. Uh, you remember need to put a disclaimer? On, yeah, on well, you can on Twitch. You can say, um, this is for mature audiences, but I mean, oh, how many times just click OK, fine, when you're 12? <laughs> and that's everything I have been playing. Wow, <laughs> that was quite a list. Yeah. Well, good on you for getting it, because it, it's only been a week since our last podcast, podcast so yeah. you've been playing all them in a week. I know. And you finished one of them? Yes. That's outrageous. Ridiculous. <laughs> we need to give you more work. <laughs> Um, what about you? What have you been playing? Well, do you know, pretty much the same as last week. Um, I, I, I did delve into EA Access, mm-hmm. since it's now on the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. and I've been playing Star Wars Battlefront 2, which I played when it was released, and I've played very little going back into it now. I can kind of see how little I played because of the, the rank that I am. Yeah. Um, 
And do you know what? It's been, it's been great fun. They've, they've added so much into it since, I think, the release November last year, was it? Um, and they've added so much stuff, and there's a lot more clone stuff, a lot more uh, a lot more maps, different things like modes. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just absolutely beautiful. Uh, if anyone plays Star Wars Battlefront 2, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful game. I was watching you and Colin play it on Twitch, and it was, I was like, I actually got it. I got the... Uh, I got EA access that night. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, you've delved? Yeah, so I got it just so I could play it. So, and the list of games that are good. So I was kind of like, but that means I can join in the Star Wars Battlefront fun. Ah, um, but does it look just like the movies? It is. It's really, really, really high quality. Uh, and it's great fun as well. Obviously, because it's a first-person shooter, then there's, there's a, lot of, uh, a lot of very good players. Um, mm. and so it's, it's, it's a hard game we play. Oh, thanks very much. <laughs> I'm middle table, mate. Uh, but uh, it's great fun. And it's Star Wars. Yeah. You can't, they can't even roll with Star Wars. Uh, also, part of EA Access as well is Peggle 2, which is this carnival game. Which oh, you yeah, you mentioned a carnival that, game yeah, that car- was uh-huh. bang on what it was. Um, and it's, it's just really great fun. It's just a, a wee time passer. Just throw it on, give it five minutes, and that's your away. Uh, I've also been playing A Way Out. Last week I'd said I downloaded it, but not yeah, tried it. I did delve into it. <sighs> yeah! It's alright. A Way Out is, is, is a, a prison break game uh, where you can co op play and it's split screen. And each player sees something different, so I think it'd be much better not couch co-op yeah. uh, uh-huh. because you you don't know what the other person's seeing, yeah. so you have to report back if mm-hmm. you like and things like that. Whereas uh, with local uh, local play, it's you're, you're kind of seeing what's going on anyway, so it takes away the charm of what it is. I think, mm. which is ironic because it is you know it was going we can do couch co-op, yeah. But it's good fun. I, I want it to be more of a game. I How think. far did you get? Um, I'm not. I'm not that far at all. Yeah, I think Mark and I got like through the first day and the night. So the first night mission. Yeah, I've done and that. Then I think yeah. we stopped like I, in the next day section. I would say I've done two night missions. All right, cool. do it that way. Um, and it's good. I just, just kind of wanted to be more of a game rather than uh, it's it's virgin on a walking simulator. Ooh, fun. Maybe uh, a little bit of walking simulator. It's not completely, uh, but it is. There's there's not that much choice. To, right. to, or n- not that much task to okay. do, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah, yeah but it's, it's, it's promising, so I'll, I'll keep going with it and see what's what. Uh, and then, of course, Twitch Sings. Twitch Sings. Twitch Sings, uh, which if there's any PC players out there, uh, Twitch Sings is like a, a kind of karaoke game, and it's totally free, uh, and you play through Twitch, you can stream straight from it onto Twitch. Uh, it's got a huge catalogue. Mm. Uh, and we get slightly addicted to it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to do one song, and then two and a half hours later, I was still singing Disney songs. <laughs> it's like half past midnight, I was like, I'm just going to bed. I've got work in the morning. <laughs> but yeah, because it's just been the week, it has been quite a, a short wee period for me, but I'm, I've been cramming in as much games as I can. Mm. And I think that the Star Wars Battlefront's taken up a lot of my time. Uh, yeah, it you, is, you are a Star Wars fan. Well, yeah. And there's two coming out this next one, they're on the way. Two? Yeah, they're re-releasing. Oh, okay, right, we'll get to that. Well, then, yeah. So you're just going to the Jedi just, Fallen. Yeah. yeah, is that what it was? I've never played it, so yeah. I saw you getting excited. I was like, this must be good. Oh, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, but yeah, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, we'll t- tune in to the listeners who've got in touch. Uh, Jamie Simpson says he's been playing all the games. All the games? He's been sitting with you. Mm. Um, he's been playing Judgment, which he says is brilliant. Judgment? I don't know Judgment at all. Me neither. Uh, Plague Tale, <laughs> which is he's still loving this. Plague Tale, that's fantastic. You've played it's it an amazing all, game. haven't you? Yes, I uh-huh. have. Uh, I'd highly recommend it. It's very, very good. It's, it's a good storyline. Gary Hawksimmon's thumb up. Yeah, it's a, it's a nearly mean yes. It's a not nearly nearly, nearly, it's a nearly yes. <laughs> he's also been playing Control. Yeah, yeah he has been mm-hmm. sitting with you. <laughs> 
uh, and he really likes what he's been playing so far. And he's been playing Firewatch on the Switch. I heard good things about Firewatch. I've never played it. I didn't know it was on the Switch. I think it just came out. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, no, I have heard very good things about it. That's almost a walking simulator, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Almost. 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 Good one. Um, also, we've got James Keenan. He's been in touch. He's been playing Peggle 2, Battlefield... Uh, sorry, Battlefront 2, uh, courtesy of EA Access. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's dealt in. He's just been playing with me. So James Simpson has been playing yes. with you. <laughs> James Keenan has been playing with you. Yeah. Uh, we've also got Craig Brownlee Ems. He says his son Ben has been playing lots of Sonic R recently. I think he's hoping for some multiplayer... Competition at the event today. Oh. Ben's over there, isn't he? He's, he's currently playing Rocket League, I think. Uh, Again, I'm rubbish at. You're not good at Rocket League. Oh no. Uh, you've got you've got to have a shot at Rocket League. Oh, it's embarrassing how bad I am. I just don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'll need to give you a game of that later on. Oh yes. Uh, also in touch is Jason. <coughs> Jason says he's bought into the funders the founder scheme of Google Stadia. Stadia Stadia. Stadia. Mm, Stadia. Stadia. I'd say Stadia. Oh Stadia, I'd say Stadia. Um, and he's it says released in November and he's very excited. So this Google Stadia Stadia is the streaming, streaming thing. Yeah. So there's no console. No. It's, it's essentially like, it's essentially a Chromecast with a controller, is that right? I think I just don't like it. Mm. I like having things and we know this I'm a things person things person does like things just for like streaming I'm just like oh, it gives me no tangible thing to like look what I've got or yeah, it, yeah. I don't know I just don't know how I feel about it yeah, plus yeah. I don't think I still don't think internet's that great for everyone to have a streaming only console I think you're, you're hard pushed to go on a stream in 4k yeah and and, and in the current state, but he seems to be all in. Yeah, but he, was chatting to him, he was he's very excited by it. But I'm still not sold. My my my. Mm. Who else have we got together, Gary? Uh, Kevin Harvey. He's been playing Control as well. Um, and Man of Medan. So he's been playing my games list. Man of Medan. Um, he enjoyed both. He was disappointed with the end of Man of Medan. Oh yeah. Um, whereas I quite liked it. Um, and I think the the other cut of the game will be interesting to see. Um, a friend of mine, Ryan, who's actually in the audience, uh, he's been playing Overwatch. He introduced me to Overwatch. Um, I thought I was going to be rubbish at it, and actually it was quite fun, so I quite enjoyed playing that. Uh, yes. um, another friend of the podcast, Mel, she's been playing Final Fantasy VIII and Crypt of the Necromancer on the Switch. And Crypt of the Necromancer? Yeah, it's like I kind of beat things up to the beat of the music. Okay. Yeah, it's good. And Scott McCorkadale has been taking advantage of PS Plus Batman Arkham Knight. So yeah, so quite a, quite a varied... Um, group of games from the, the well, did, we say, did we say that Arkham Knight was the best one? Did you agree with that? I said City was the best. City. And then Arkham Knight, City. and then Asylum, and then Origins. Arkham City was the second one, is that right? Yeah. Baby Catwoman. Yes. Oh, you like your Catwoman? I do. Yeah. Right, I'm coming to you, people. Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> Who will I go to first? Oh, that's nice. Uh, I'll go over here because I've not seen anyone here. Uh, oh, my goodness. Ghastly. You've broke it. Let's turn that down a bit. Did he? Right? Okay, let's see here we go. How about yourself, sir? What's your name? Colin. Colin, how are you doing? And what games have you been playing recently? Um, bit of For Honor. Uh, bit of Resident Evil. Yes, excellent. Um, and, yeah, wee bit of, bit of GTA V. It's always a classic, always a classic. What's your favourite Resident Evil? It was Resident Evil 4 until the Resident Evil 2 remake came out and that was... So good. Excellent. Is it, you agree with that? Oh yeah. No, I don't think Resident Evil was a, a good Resident Evil. So, because oh. it's not a Resident Evil game in my eyes. Oh, controversial. It was originally supposed to be Devil May Cry. This is true, yes. 
So, that's why it's not a good Resident Evil game. Would you say Resident Evil 6 was really good though? I think it was all right. Were good. What? Best of six are good. Six, six of six, six should six not be mentioned. Five, five is pretty good, but I think yeah. Resident Evil 4 was better and then it started going down and then Resident Evil 2 revived it all. Yeah. I have to say. Yeah, but seven, Catacomb have been good the past two years. And it looks like they're going to keep going with the, the good games. But you're both agreeing that one. Resident Evil 2 is the best. Oh, yeah. The new yes. one. Because mm, um, Resident Evil 2 original is my favourite. I've never played the original, so I can't say. So, yeah, so knows I'm just having that, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the I see, right, last week I always want to speak to me here. Hello, what's your name? Olive. Oh, you're a big boomer, Olive. How are you doing? Now, I have to disclose that I know this girl already. What's your relationship to me? Who am I? Daddy. Daddy, yeah. Right, now, Olive, what games have you been playing? Mario Kart. Mario Kart? Excellent. What's, what's your favourite character in Mario? Princess Peach. Princess Peach. Have you been playing any other games? Mario Party. Mario Party. Ah, she is very good at Mario Party, I have to say. Very, very good. Uh, let's see, let's get one more. Uh, do you play video games? What, what's your name? Barry. Lovely to meet you. And what games do you play? Um, I've been playing a wee bit of Star Stable. Okay, okay. What's, is that a mobile game? Um, it's a PC game, it's horses and all that. Horses and all that? A PC mm. game? Now see, we're getting into PC a wee bit more, aren't we? Yeah, I got a gaming PC this year, so I've been trying some games out. Okay. I got one where you get to redecorate houses. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Really I think Lemmy was playing that. Oh, that's great. I'm going to paint a wall. So it's horses and did you, you kind of manage a stable and thing? Um, kind of. It's more like you follow quests and all of that. Oh. And then you, like, you do daily chaos chores and all of that. Brilliant, brilliant. And good. How many hours a day do you think you play this? An hour. An hour. That's a healthy. That's like. Aye, don't go over that hour. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Excellent, excellent. Fantastic. Well, do you know it's always easy to get in touch and let us know what you're playing and get a hook and let us know. Reaching the Nearly Men is easier than ever. Search for the Nearly Men Video Games podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or your preferred podcast player. We stream on Twitch. Follow Colin at Colin underscore NM. Follow Paul at Paul Kaczynski, all one word. Follow Gary at Blunderboy87. And let's get social on Facebook as The Nearly Men. Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men. Or go old school and email us on info at thenearlymen.com. Need all that again? Links are on our website, thenearlymen.com. So what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for indeed? And that was Janice. Indeed. That was Janice here doing that voiceover. <laughs> so last week we, we, did, we did mention a wee bit about Gamescom and things like that. Yeah. Uh, but we were also talking about Cyberpunk 2077. Yeah, 27 and the, the... The controversy. The controversy, which... Uh, so since then, I'm a bunch of different groups on Facebook and there was a big discussion over what the controversy actually was. And... Uh, members of the LGBT plus community were talking about how it's not it's the way they announced it or the way that um, the media's been representing the article because all the headlines have been uh, the removal of gender choices oh, yeah, which yeah. straight away gets some people fired up and, and you've got the, sh- the comments like oh I want to be a toaster and I want to be this and that and it's only when you go into the article and when they're discussing they put the positive spin in it so it's quite clickbaity because the idea is it's not the removal of gender it's the expansion of gender and the expansion of being who you want to be yeah. and so that's the big debate just now about 
the fact what the game's done is excellent, but the way the media's portrayed it has put a negative spin in it, a negative light, and that's where this the controversies yeah. came from. Which I think I'd agree with. I think it has a lot down to do with the uh, the wording that the media have used, because as it's not the removal or the taking away, oh, you get to be a boy character, it's the expansion of it, and you get to be any type of male character, any type of female character yeah. you want to be. Um, so that that's been quite an interesting week, kind of reading up on that and seeing people's comments on it. Um, also, never going to the comment section of a game article on oh. Facebook. You just want to set the world on fire. You should know better than that. I know, but you just click that. Oh, 3,000 comments, and then you're like, ah! <laughs> the hours um, later. Yeah, <laughs> Sting uh-huh. rage. Personally, Facebooking people, really, really, really. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's that's the only thing, kind of from last know, I, last time. I don't think that I've seen pop up. I don't think, especially your AAA games, just kind of get away with not not accepting the LGBT plus. Mm. It, it, it can't it can't be in the position where it's it's been uh, negative towards it. Yeah, it just won't be allowed to be. No. Um, so as you say, it's it's just the media kind of jumping on it and. Yeah, isn't making it quite big and yeah, give us give us likes and there was a, there was an interesting comment. Someone was like, "Can't we just leave politics out of computer games? Who cares what people have in their pants or whatever? Games aren't political. And it's like, and games have always been political. Yeah. If you look at it, and it, it, it's they, they need to tackle what's going on in the world just now, especially when a game is looking at the future. Yeah, and paint yeah. the world as it is just now in the future of games. So it's interesting. Yeah, some it, people it's... play games for fun, but I think. If a game's saying something, it needs to stick to its guns and, and, and say what it's trying to say. Yeah. Um, even more, so, even more so these days, a, a game is is an art form, mm, um, mm-hmm. very much so. And as Colin said last week, it, you know that game is all about body manipulation yeah. and augmentation and things. So it's it's if any game's going to do it, that's the one to do it. You know? Exactly. Excellent, excellent. So yeah, so if, if if you did listen to the episode last week, do get in touch uh, if there's anything to do with Gamescom and all that. Did you do? And what do you think of the cyberpunk thing? Is it taken away? Is it adding it? Let us know. So a wee bit of news then. So there's only one wee thing to talk about, and that is SafePoint. I touched on it briefly earlier. Um, Every year, Neil and men are involved in uh, SafePoint, which is a charity-run event for the Edinburgh Children's Hospital Charity. And basically, it's 24 hours of gaming. Uh, I don't know why we do it every year. 24 hours of gaming. I mean, in 25 this year? Possibly. Well, possibly. There may be even more hours of gaming, which... Good luck for that. <laughs> <laughs> so last year the, the event raised in total £23,000, which is brilliant. And in, in the past nine years it's raised £127,000 um, for the, the charity and it's, it's tied to the, the Royal Hospital of Sick Children. Uh, so that's been supporting 110,000 children, um, just just that, that event, uh, which is fantastic. It's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, I, I don't know the numbers of who get involved, but yeah. it's, it's a fair, you know, you're maybe touching on 50 or so uh, wow. that, are, that are publicly involved anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so every year we, we, we take part. Um, this year is the 10th year that Save Point's going to happen, so it's Save Point X. Save Point X. Roman numeral. Uh, and this year is the Neely Men's fifth year involved. Um, so the first year we did v. movement of V. Neely Men V. The first year we did movement games, uh, which was uh, the, the worst decision to do <laughs> in the world to, for your first one. How do you top movement games? So we're movement for 24 hours. that. Neither do we. I can barely move for like two hours, <laughs> never mean 24, and I'm just like, I'm dead. The second year we did horror games, which is just as bad for me. Oh, it was hilarious. Uh, That's when I came round, because you weren't playing the game right. Remember? <laughs> what, out of rage? <laughs> you were playing Resident Evil, and you were, I was watching you on, online doing it, but there was like a time delay. Um, and I was like, I need to do this, I need to do this, I need to do this. I was like, I'm getting in a taxi. Oh. I turned up the door and I was like, this is how you do it. <laughs> See, Colin, that's how much he likes Resident Evil. He will leave the house in anger. <laughs> 
Um, so there was horror, yeah. Oh, I didn't like it. Oh, it was great. The, we did a thing at the end where I think the last 15 minutes, if we managed to raise something like £200 in the last three hours or mm-hmm. something, then I would play... Did you do the VR? No, no, that was not oh, that year. Was uh, I would play PT, which... Oh, yes. If you don't know, PT was Silent Hill, if I'm right? Silent Hills, yeah. It was a poetry um, for Silent Hills. That was... Ba- uh, no, what, Hideo Kojima. Well, yeah, they you built it. it. Yeah, because uh, he gets sacked. So the, there was a demo on, on the PS4 for a few... Was it months? Yeah, months? it was for a couple of months. And then they deleted it, so you can no longer get it at all. But if you downloaded it, you've got to keep it. Uh, so Colin had it, and they made me play it. And it was, it was ghastly. Never done it again. You could sell that PS4 online for a lot of money. In fact, right? you've got PT on it. Is yeah, that people, pay, people pay thousands for it. Oh my gosh! I know, Colin. You're sitting on some money. And you just don't know. It. <laughs> and of course, if Colin got it, he'd be going have some of that, <laughs> which is Colin's catchphrase. Apparently, self-coined catchphrase. Um, <laughs> then the following year, the third year, we did a versus one where it was me and Colin. Um, against each other, pretty much playing all versus games, uh, things like FIFA, Rocket League, uh, Towerfall Ascension, oh, Street Fighter, that anything that was 1v1 or, or 2v2 or anything. Uh, and then last year we did an A to Z, which was, as it sounds, an A to Z of video games, um, with like, I think it was one every half an was hour that or something. last year? That was only last year. Like, ago. Last year. Um, so yeah, so this year it's, it's very special because this is your first year, yeah, as, a, year. as a nearly yeah. man. Yeah, well that's what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. It's our first year as a, an official nearly man being part of Save Point, but you've been there for... Since horror. Yeah, so yeah. Kind of, you've kind of done three yeah. already. Yeah, okay. Um, and now, we're going to announce it this week, what we're going to do, um, and the event page will be going up, so please do get in touch um, and get in onto our social media because we're posting all the links there, how to donate and things. It's a really, really good cause. I think it's uh, October the 11th, we're yeah, doing it, I think uh-huh. if I remember rightly. Um, yes, that day-ish. Yeah, so everything will be going up this week, uh, what we're going to be doing, and uh, do get in touch with our social media, keep an eye on it, and the links will be up. How you can get in touch is... We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram, where we are at Nearly Men, or email info at thenearlymen.com. So keep your eyes peeled. Mm. A bit of news hot off the press is Hideo Kojima, who we were just talking about, um, in an interview yesterday said he does not understand his new game coming out. So he was like, I don't even understand Death Stranding. And I was like, well, that, that's going to be good because no one else does. So I cannot wait to play that game. It is a bonkers game. It was just going on. It's like, yeah, I don't know what it's about. And I was like, awesome, awesome. Can't see why Konami fired you. So hang on. So he's the, he's the director, isn't he? That's what he's yeah. he classes himself as, is the, the, the yeah. director of the game. Uh, and he doesn't understand it. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be an interesting day when that game comes out and you're around with your ladder and peeing flowers. Yeah, yeah, grown mushrooms. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, mental. Anyway, do you want some? We'd love to. Oh, oh! crumbs! Okay, that's oh, right. Um, good news, Gary. As you know, I just recently bought a Switch. Yes. For, for my daughter, honest, it was for my daughter. <laughs> and they, they've got the online NES catalogue. They do, yes, which I've been partaking in. Recently, well, in fact, on September the 6th, that was yesterday, wasn't it? Or two days ago, they've released SNES Classics. Oh. Yes, SNES Classics now on there as well. So if you're a, a, a Switch Online member, you get access to this library. And it's got 20 titles to start off with, uh, such things as Super Mario Kart, Zelda A Link to the Past. Oh, nice. I don't, I don't like the Zelda games. I've still not played a new one. Why? Oh, because They're so hard. Yeah, but they get easier. They get easier. Well, they don't, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> um, They're so difficult. 
they make more sense with future releases. It's not like cut the third bush down for the right, and you're going to find a doorway. How, how are you ever going to find that in, in a game? A, a game that big? The how 80s you were a very different not? time, I guess. Because <laughs> people were just going around and cutting down bushes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Super Metroid's also in there. Uh, Star Fox, which I'm, I might play. I'm quite oh, excited Star Fox gives me migraines. Oh, gosh. And Super Mario World 1 and 2. That's fun. The bad news is, though, there's no longer a monthly schedule release date. All right. Um, they used to release uh, well, two, three, or four games every month. Uh, that's now no, no longer the case, and you're just going to get it thrown out. Oh, uh, fun. Whenever, basically. Um... Jedi Knight 2, this is what you were talking about? Yes. Jedi Knight 2, Jedi Outcast is going to be released on Switch and PS4 on September the 24th. Oh. I loved Jedi Knight 2. See, that, in this podcast we always talk about your, your Nintendo and your Sega and all that, your past retro games. But I didn't, I didn't grow up with consoles, I grew up with uh, PC and Amiga and things Master like that. <laughs> so Jedi Knight 2, I spent a lot of hours on MSN Gaming. Do you remember the Gaming Zone? MSN oh, Gaming yeah. Zone. Now you're really showing your age. Yeah, I know. I spent the audience are like, what? A lot of time playing this. Uh, so I'm ecstatic for that to come out. Oh, nice. Um, so Jedi Knight 2 outcast out on the 24th. Sadly, no multiplayer attached to it, though. Will you like it as much, then? Uh, I, don't, I mean, I'll enjoy it, but I, I, I want it for the multiplayer. Mm. I want it to play it. Uh, but then, Jedi Academy is to be released, uh, which was the third one, I think. Jedi, oh, right. Jedi Knight 3. Uh, it's going to be released in early 2020, and is set to include multiplayer maps. So maybe multiplayer's mm. on its way for all of them. Interesting. So that's Aspire Media are handling the port, who I think have ported. They've done a few, yeah. You know, like Call of Duty and yeah. things like that, haven't they? Uh, so I'm really excited about that. Oh, exciting. Really excited about that. Right, now, before we move on, I must speak to Craig, because I forgot to speak to him earlier. Oh, no. Craig, where are you? Craig. Craig of Erskine Music and Media, yes. So Erskine Music and Media are very kindly put on the Retro Gaming, gaming today. Uh, and Craig, do you want to just tell us what's, what's on offer today? Thanks, Paul. Um, so we've got a few stations up. Um, the first of which, as you come in, is uh, Super Nintendo, which is actually mine. I had it as the, I got off my birthday when I was like... Your actual one? My actual SNES, <laughs> my actual games. Uh, I know it's not retro. We've got a PS4 uh, for some Rocket League. And we've got GameCube and Nintendo 64 up here. And we've got an Atari 2600 set up. Which is possibly as old as me. That, that was my first ever console, <laughs> that was it, so yeah, me too. Uh, but it's been nice that young people can get a shot playing really hard games for the first time. You know, when you really had to justify your parents spending £40 on a game that it takes you six months to complete because it's punishingly <laughs> difficult. Uh, so that's been a nice exposure. And, and if there's one game here today that you could beat anyone at, who would it be? Or what would it be? It's Mario Kart without question. Oh. Unbelievable levels of skill. Oh, it's the only there. thing I'm good at in life. <laughs> is that? You know, it's not just the best game, it's my only thing I can point to. Like, I'm good at this. <laughs> I can sense a challenge coming oh, on. Yeah. I can sense a challenge. Well, thanks, Craig. Uh, and you're here all day today, isn't it? Yeah, all day today, so pop by. Um, absolutely, watch the games to be played. Thank you, Craig. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. I'm going to hand this mic to Gary Hogg now. Oh, no. Just, it's quite liberating being free from behind the desk. It's quite good. I'm not used to this at all. Hey, I got it. Oh, smashing. Which one will I use? This one? That one? What? Anyway. Oh, I'm stuck. Yeah, I'll okay, so now, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, you have a chance to win some prizes. Can I get an ooh? Um, for those of an older age, you may remember the, the game Play Your Cards Right, yes? Yes, you play your cards right. So what's going to happen is um, we have a, a bunch of video games 
and our audience members are going to try and guess if the next game in the sequence sold more games or less games. So, and it's m units worldwide. Okay. Um, so, for example, if Paul holds up the first game, you can see the Grand Theft Auto Five has worldwide sold 110 million units. Okay, so that's our starting figure, and then we have a bunch of other games. So our, our participant will come up and they'll try and guess if Bioshock Infinite has sold higher or lower and the audience may help. So do we have any volunteers who would like to come up and try a hand? Colin, excellent, Colin. up you come. And what happens if, if Colin gets it wrong, we'll note down how many he got right, take a seat and somebody comes up and we keep going. Okay, so Colin, if you come stand here. Now, do you think Bioshock Infinite sold more or less than Grand Theft Auto V? Anyone in the audience want to help him out? What do you think? It's high, it's low, it's Less. high. Oh. Less? So, do you think it was lower? Would you, so, Paul, if you'd or I would reveal, because you have no hands. So, Bioshock Infinite sold 11 million. Well done, yay! So, you've got one right so far. Okay. Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which Colin Little is playing through just now. That is where that came from. Do we think Sekiro sold more or less units worldwide than Bioshock? That's one quite tricky. Audience, what do we think? You want to go lower? Okay. Oh, Let's see. Oh. Hey! 3.8 million. Excellent. I actually wasn't sure about that one. I was like, I can't remember. And your pronunciation of. Sekiro. 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 No, Sekiro. That's how I say it. Okay. Next one, going retro. And interestingly, uh, I was in CEX around the corner before I came in, and they have this game for sale in there. Uh-huh. Oh, you might get this right then. So, Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island. Have I said Yoshi all right for you? Is that Yoshi? Yeah, yeah, Yoshi. No, Yoshi, not Yoshi? Um, higher or lower, more or less units sold worldwide than Sekiro. You want to go higher? Ooh, ooh, just by 0.2 million. That was very close. That's too close for comfort. Big thing, I don't know if it's the right one, but quite big on Game Boy. Uh, Game Boy Advance? I had it on my Game Boy Advance. Small Game Boy, the flip Game Boy, the one where you flip it open. Ah, it's a flip phone kind of thing, but it's not. That's the one I had it on. Ah. Okay, Mario Kart Wii. So not the original, not 64, not whatever the ones else were, but Mario Kart Wii, we think it sold more or less units worldwide than Yoshi's Island. Ooh. So we think higher or lower? Higher, I think. Do we think? Audience, what do you think? Higher. Yeah, higher. It is... Whoa, much higher. 37 million units sold worldwide. And I think, Colin, if you write that, it's because it came as a starter game. Minecraft, you're a fan of Minecraft? Yes. You love Minecraft. How many hours have you put in Minecraft? Oh, I've lost count. <laughs> <laughs> So Minecraft, has it sold higher or lower than 37 million? Um, higher, I would say, because it is, it's also picking up a lot recently mm -hmm. as well. It's actually number one game right now viewed on Twitch, I think it is. There you go. If you were going to guess, how much higher, how many more units would you think? I would say it's like in the 40 to 50 million range. So Minecraft has sold... 176 million units worldwide, and in the past month it has sold 30 million units. 
Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> right, generator 2 starring Lara Croft. I think we might know the answer to this one already, but higher or lower? Lower. What? <laughs> yeah, so well done. I know, I think we're going to get first hold round with just Colin. The Sims, ever played The Sims? No. Never? I've watched it on YouTube, but never. So this might be tricky. So this is the original Sims on the PC way back when I was like 13. So long ago. We did. We built the Gorbals in the sim. You get far too excited <laughs> by that. So, the sims. More World War units than Tomb Raider 2. What do we think? Higher? Higher? Yeah, I think higher. <laughs> 16 million, hey! So double it. Call of Duty, you a Call of Duty fan? Yes, I used to be. Not as much recently. How come? I don't know, I just think the games are dying down a lot, maybe getting too advanced. Call of Duty Black Ops 4 was a step in the right direction, but it's not kept my attention as long as like Black Ops 2 did, or like up till Black Ops 3. Black Ops 3 was quite good with zombies. Uh, I think zombies mode is good. I just think recently it's just died down a wee bit, so, but it may pick up with the new Modern Warfare coming out, so... Interesting. So, what do you think? Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, did it still sell more or less than 16 million units worldwide? I think higher. You think higher? Audience, what do you think? You agree higher? Okay, let's see, let's see. It is 26.5 million units worldwide. And the final one, if you get it straight, you've completed a whole round and the other people might find this very difficult to compete against. So, player unknown battleground, PUBG, played it? Uh, no. Paul, you've played it. Yes. You, 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 you won. On mobile. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I have. I did want it at one point, but just kind of just... New fit. games came out at the time. So, for a full clean round, do you think that PUBG has sold more or less units worldwide than 26.5 million? You're talking about when it was out on PC before all that time? Everything sold across all consoles. Oh, I think... Oh, I think I think I'm, I want to go for higher, but then I'm like, I don't know. I think it is higher. I think I think higher. Going to go higher? Okay, let's see. Is it a clean round? The answer is fifty-eight million units. Well done, Paul. You have completed a whole round. Fantastic, boy. Well, good. Excellent. So as the number one contender competing a whole round, you can take a seat. Who thinks they can beat that? Who thinks they can get a whole round? That's quite a hard Anyone one to follow. I'll give you that. Anyone? Ryan, have you come? So, <laughs> starting with Grand Theft Auto 5 again, so that's always our base unit, 110 million units sold. The video game Bayonetta, played it? I have, yes. Like it? I do. I've never completed it. It's far too hard. <gasps> Sacrilege. There's a guy who never finishes video games. But what do we think? Bayonetta, more or less units sold worldwide than Grand Theft Auto 5? Less. I'm going to go less, yeah. Okay. And the answer is... Boom! Less. 1.35 uh, million units sold, which is actually higher than I expected. Because I don't think it, think it was that popular, so we're done. Super Mario Odyssey on the Switch. Higher or lower, what do we think? I'm going to go higher. 
What do you think, audience? Is it great? But not as much as I thought. With 12, 12 million units sold worldwide, that sounds quite low. What was that, 11? 12, what? 11 to 12, was that no, it was one. Yeah, <laughs> it was one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, RPG favourite, Final Fantasy VII. Played it? Played it. Didn't get off the first disc. Oh, Ryan! Good man. I know. It got the end of the first disc, it was too hard. Um, Are you going to try the remake? I am going to try the remake. Um, I am going to... It's pretty, it's pretty well, like, respected game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go higher. So we're going to go higher. Audience, we think it's a higher or lower. Higher. You think it's higher? Okay, Final Fantasy VII did it say more than 12.17 million units worldwide. Oh, oh unfortunately oh. it did not. It only sold 11 million units. So Ryan, you got three. One, yeah. Uh, yeah, so you got three, right? So we'd like to have a good Ryan around your applause. Trumped by Final Fantasy VII. Oh my, oh my. Would anyone like to dig over the round? Would anyone like to come up? Any, any challengers? Who's next? You coming up? Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go. So what happened is, if we get to the end of this round, you'll start off with the next round, okay? So, Super Mario Brothers, the original on the NES. Higher or lower? Oh, wait, first of all, what's your name, pal? Lewis. Lewis, Lewis. Super Mario Brothers, higher or lower than 11 million? Higher. Higher? Yeah. Definitely. Yep. Very strong. Very sure. Whoa! 40 million units of worldwide. Well done. Ever played Super Mario Brothers? Not that one, but I have played some before. You should try it, it's very hard. Although you can skip worlds, which is good. Duke Nukem 3D, do you know who Duke Nukem is? Yes. That's good, I don't feel that old, thankfully. <laughs> I'm waiting for someone to say no, and I'm like, okay. Um, ever played Duke Nukem 3D? No. No? No. Do you think it sold higher or lower than 40 million units worldwide? Lower. Do you think, audience? Yeah. Did you agree lower? Oh, much, much lower, only 3.5 million units. Excellent. Silent Hill 2, are you a horror fan? Uh, kind of. Silent Hill 2? No. Oh. Who has played Silent Hill 2? It's like emotionally traumatising, so unless you're ready for it. Yeah, I, I would, I would, unless you're ready for it. Uh, so, based on that reaction, do you think it's sold higher or lower than Duke Nukem 3D? Higher. Higher? Orange or help? Higher or lower? I think higher? Silent Hill 2 sold 1 million units worldwide. Audience, you let them down the bad path. <laughs> Honestly, but well done, Lewis, thank you. Uh, give them a round of applause. Three again. Three again. Cool. Any other takers? Any more challengers? Here we have another challenger approach the, the stage. What's your name? Ross. Ross. Ross, hello, Ross. What's your favourite console? Xbox. You can go sit back down. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sam Hill 2 sold one million copies worldwide. Do we think Diablo 3 has sold more or less than that? More. More? Oof, a lot more. 15 million, there we go. On roll. Pokemon, you a Pokemon fan? Kind of. Kind of. Who's your favourite Pokemon? I don't really know, to be honest. Uh, I about. The green one. There is like 400 of them now, so I kind of, I don't know either. Do we think Pokemon Sun and Pokemon Moon, so as a, as a group combined, have sold more or less than 50 million units worldwide? More. Yeah, audience, ah. we in agreement? Yeah. yeah. Let's see. I wonder what it is. Oh, it is. 23.61 million. Not as I expected. Do you expect that to be higher? 
Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think it's so low? Because all the fans just stop playing. Oh. Uh huh. And the last game in this round, but we'll start the next round with you, is Sonic the Hedgehog, the original Sega Mega Drive Sonic the Hedgehog. Do you think it's sold higher or lower than 23 million units worldwide? Higher. Higher. Audience, what do you think? Do you think it's higher? Oh, hey! 44 million, excellent. So what are we on so far? Time is one, two, and Diablo works Yeah. Three. Three, cool. So we'll start next round. So let's see if you get a clean winner this round, you are in first place. Go. Behind Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. First place behind Okay. Grand Theft 110 million, Legends of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Do you think it sold more or less? Less. Yes, you sure? Yeah. Ooh, much less, only 7.6 million. Excellent. No Man's Sky, hands up, we've played No Man's Sky in the audience. Yeah. We were discussing it last week on the podcast with Colin, and Colin said it's like having Guy Coleman in space. Because um, it was in the VR headset, and he's like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think he, I believe he called it Mr. Magoo Goes yeah, to Space. That was it. So um, we disagree. It's a very good game. No Man's Sky, do you think it's so more or less than 7.6 million units? More. More? Audience, what do we think? More. more. Yeah. Yeah? More. No Man's Sky has sold only 820,000 copies worldwide. <laughs> So, you were on five. Let's give Ross, yes, a big round of applause to take part. <laughs> any more takers? Do any of our old school gamers want to join in? Any of the adults? Because we've got an extra tough round for you guys. Yeah. You want to come up? Excellent. Yeah, I can come to you. I have no wires to hold me back. Cool. So, No Man's Sky, it sold 823,000 copies. Worldwide, do we think Super Mario 64 sold more or less? More. More. What do you think? Do you think it sold more? Super Mario 64 has indeed sold 11 million copies worldwide. Excellent. Off to a good start. Doom 2016. Have you played Doom? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Like Kevin Monsters? Yeah. So, do you think Doom 2016 sold more or less than Super Mario 64? Um, less. Less, audience, what do you think? Yeah, yeah we think it's less. So, Doom 2016 sold 3.5 million copies. Excellent. Ah, oh, now, Paul, you'll remember this game from your youth. <laughs> I can make ages jokes as well. <laughs> so, Tetris, have you played Tetris? Um, yeah, but I didn't like it. Uh, didn't like it? Too boring? Yeah. <laughs> Do you think Tetris has sold more or less units than Doom? Um, less. Less? Yeah. What audience would you think? Do you think it's more or less? So the audience thinks more? You're going to change your mind? You're going to stick with what you think? Um, less. You're going to stick with less? Okay. Tetris has sold... Oh my goodness. Tetris has sold 170 million units worldwide. That is impressive. So thank you for taking part. Can we round of applause? 
Any more takers? Any more? Well, I think in that case, we have a winner. Oh my. And we're not with a full round is Colin. Let me come Colin, give him a round of applause. Nicole, you get to choose one of these glorious pop vinyls. What's he going to choose? What's he going to choose? Ooh. The Mortal Kombat. Oh. Going to go for a katana or a Lee Kang. It's a hard decision, but I think a katana. Excellent. Well done. Thank you. Let's give a round of applause. There will be one more competition later on with some prizes up for grabs. Uh, yes, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, who's in second place? Ross. I've become Ross. You're our second place winner. I've become. So Ross, you too get to pick one of these pop vinyls. Decision. So you go for Liu Kang. Oh, Mortal Kombat flying off the shelves. Excellent, fantastic. So later on, there will be one more game of play. So we'll see how we go on then. Alrighty ho, so we are uh, moving on here to the freebies. Now, last last time we, we just missed the games of gold. Oh, we did, if remember yes. rightly. Um, but we've got them this week, and uh, for the whole month of September, you are getting Hitman, the complete first season on Xbox One. Until uh, the 15th of September, you're getting Earth Defense Force 2025, which is a third-person shooter for Xbox One and 360. And uh, you're also getting Forza Motorsport, a driving game for Xbox One. From the 16th of September to the 30th of September, you are getting Tekken Tag Tournament 2, the fighting game from Xbox One and 360, and you're also getting, from 16th of September to the 15th of October, We Were Here, a first-person puzzle for the Xbox One. See the dates? Why I find it very confusing the way mind. Xbox do this. I do not like this. Stop confusing the world. Um, on the PlayStation Plus, which is much simpler, from the 3rd of September to the 1st of October, you are getting access to Batman Arkham Knight and Darksiders 3. Both fantastic games. Brilliant, brilliant. So if you're playing those games, do let us know. Get in touch. Here you are. We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram, where we are at Nearly Men, or email info at thenearlymen.com. Lovely. Well, we're very uh, honoured to have a special guest on the podcast this week. Since we're in Paisley doing the Paisley Youth Arts Festival, please welcome to the stage Mr John Gilbert. Hey, guys. How you doing? So, John, you... Um, you own uh, Comic Crazy, is that right? You own and run. Uh, that's correct, yeah. Owner, operator. Brilliant. And let, let us know where, where your store is and things. Cool. Uh, well, we've got a, a store on 45 Old Sneddon Street in Paisley. Um, it's only two minutes round the corner from uh, the, pi- the piazza as well, so it's not far. Excellent, excellent. And what, what is your trade? What do you do? Uh, so we're a comic book and a board game cafe. Um, so we stock lots of board games, uh, we stock lots of card games, and we stock lots of comic books. Uh, we also have a little sort of retro gaming corner as well where you can come in and play the NES or the, the Mega Drive um, as well. And we do lots of food and drinks and stuff. Excellent, excellent. Am I right in thinking you used to have older premises and you're now in this lovely big shop? Yeah, so we started off... Um, I originally started with a stall uh, and I did a couple of conventions. I think the first stall I did, I made like £51 and I thought I was a millionaire and I was like, yes. <laughs> um, so I decided from that success that I was going to open up a stall in the, the Paisley Centre in the middle floor uh, so we opened that up and uh, it wasn't very successful I'm going to be honest with you it was really nice and loads of people came to see us but it wasn't doing very well so we moved to Well Street which was a, a bigger premises uh, and we, we started to build it and we started incorporating lots of tabletop gaming because we started off just as a comic shop and we did some merchandise and stuff which was cool but it wasn't really going to pay the bills so we then moved into doing the, the tabletop gaming stuff so 
that then allowed us to move into our new premises, which we've been at for about 18 months. And uh, no, it's been huge. Um, it's just been thanks to everybody in Paisley as well, all the people that want to come over and see us and, and play some games and support us. It's been really good. Brilliant. It's a lovely shop. I've been on a good few times. Yeah, I really, thought really I'd really it a couple <laughs> yeah. of times. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was very lucky to do Panto at Paisley here last okay. year. Yeah, uh, yeah, your your was shop was a wee yes, saviour. Yeah, yeah, no, no, <laughs> Me and my brother are playing card games. Brilliant, yeah. It's um, great. So, yeah, I mean, tabletop games. Um, I, I'm a big fan of tabletop games. Uh, it's been fairly recent in my life. My brother got me a, a copy of Star Wars Rebellion about maybe four years ago or something okay, and that amazing. kind of started it started his addiction he <laughs> just yeah, buys yeah, yeah. everything he can get um, but it's so much fun um, why don't you tell us uh, give us a couple of your flagship events because okay, I know there's a few sure. that you do uh, so we do quite a lot of different events throughout the week we have our weekly events and then we have the occasional monthly event and we also get to do um, sort of like regional style events as well um, so at the moment our biggest sort of sellers if you like are Pokemon Magic the Gathering and Yu-Gi-Oh uh, so on a Friday night we have Pokemon, Magic and Yu-Gi-Oh and people come in and they draft uh, which is just a different format for Magic um, but if people want to learn to play Magic the Gathering we also have decks that we can teach you with they're demo decks and you can also take them away with you as well um, and, and so if you want to learn more at home or you can come back and we'll, we'll still get some people to play you as well uh, so that's the main one Magic the Gathering is really popular uh, Pokemon's on the up again it went down a little bit but it started coming up again because of De- Detective Pikachu and the new games that are coming out at the end of the year of course yeah. um, and Yu-Gi-Oh's always kind of been steady which is pretty good uh, and then we do on a Thursday night if it's sort of relating to video games we do a, a Smash Ultimate tournament every Thursday uh, I think this season they, they run it as like a season so the season just finished last week and the next season's going to start next week because at the end they do like a ranking system and people get prizes and stuff oh, as well. Really? So it's really good. Is this is this organised play or is it in house? Uh, Smash it's organised play in house. So oh, we really? kind of run it in house. And there's a, a guy I don't know if you've listened or not. His name's Florin. <laughs> um, he's a French student here, but he's really really helpful and he's really involved with the Smash community because the Smash community itself is huge in Scotland. I didn't realise it was so big, because um, there's two or three different venues now in Glasgow. There's one in Paisley, and if you go over to Dundee, and it, there's like a community everywhere of these uh, sort of fighting game players and stuff. It's wow. cool. Are you any yeah, good at really it? Good. I'm rubbish. <laughs> I get smashed. Talk about smashed. Like, I'm atrocious. Uh, yeah, no, they, these guys are like top tier players as well. So yeah. they're really, really good. Yeah. I think I was speaking about it a couple of weeks ago. I, I don't even know what I'm doing in Smash Bros. Just hit buttons, <laughs> hopefully, they fall off the edge. Totally buttonbashing. Totally buttonbashing. I have to ask you then, what is yep. your favourite tabletop game? Uh, I'm, I play Magic quite a lot. Um, well, I play like Commander and stuff, which is quite good. The guys in the shop are like, no, you don't, you're rubbish. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, and things like Catan, Settlers of Catan, uh, Pandemic, those games are ones that are really like, they're called sort of modern classics. Yeah. Um, Elder Signs, one that I really enjoy. I like a lot of the co op games as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So really fun, yeah. Do, do you play much of the Arkham stuff or just the Elder Signs? No, Sign no, or? just the Elder Signs for me. There is, we've got we've got like Arkham Horror and stuff. If people want to play it in the shop, we've got the demos and everything there that people can just come in and play. Um, gosh, but no, I've not really got too deep in it. But Elder Signs really, really cool. Yeah. Nice one. Is there any game that's upcoming that you're really interested in? Uh, Wingspan uh, has been the biggest hit of the year I don't have a copy for myself because I keep selling them uh, (laughs) because they're quite hard originally the first run they were really hard to get hold of and I was just kind of I was really lucky to get some we managed to sell some and then I've had a second wave which went out um, and hopefully the third wave we'll be able to get for us as well yeah and we can keep one in store fantastic fantastic. Uh, just one last question just because we're a video games uh, Mm -hmm. podcast I'm interested to know just from a personal level as well what do you see the challenges of, of doing tabletop in a kind of video game world? I know they're, they're different mediums, so it's... Um, I think 
I mean, when I think back to video games in particular, um, I was talking to you earlier, I used to play got the Master System, the NES, the Mega Drive, and, and even as far as the PlayStation and the PS2, it was all local play. So you were always playing with people. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, this is just me personally, I've not, I've not really taken to online gaming. That's why I don't play so much now as well, because I don't like doing online gaming. I don't okay. know why, I just can't do it. But I love to sit and play with people where you're playing a video game, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. And I think that organised play when you're playing, or tabletop gaming, there's a big, I don't know if there's a bigger social element, but for me, that barrier's broken down and you're sitting here playing with someone, you can see them, or you're sitting with a group of friends and you're playing all that game. Yeah. Um, so I think if you're looking to to just get to know people and, and play certain games. I, I think it's a really good way of having a conversation while you're playing, whereas video games, I think you're tuned into what's actually happening on the stage. I, don't know, I may be wrong, but that, that's my mm. uh, sort of outside. No, of, just uh, off, off the top of my head, that's, that's what I would think. Yeah, yeah. And, and would you say that tabletop games had a bit of a blossom in the last it's couple of years? It's had a massive resurgence. I, would, I think since 2010, it's just gone straight up. Um, Kickstarter's had a big part to do with that, I think. Um, but even if you look at the convention scene, the, those, the last sort of five years it was all Comic-Cons that were coming up, but now in Scotland there's two or three different board game conventions, you've got the Glasgow Game, the Glasgow Gaming Festival I think, uh, you've got Tabletop Scotland which is massive up in Perth, that was such a good event, um, really really fun, and then you've got uh, Birmingham Games Expo, UK Games Expo, Tabletop London, uh, all of these events are all popping up and they're all huge events um, and I just think that's testament to, to how big the industry's got yeah it's huge well well, remind us again what your store is Uh, yeah it's Comic Crazy Cafe in Paisley we're at 45 Old Snedden Street Um, if you're from Paisley it's really easy to find but if you're coming from Glasgow or anywhere else you can get off the train at Gilmore Street train station and we're literally just out the back door I do thank you so much for having me guys thank you thanks I do recommend these stories the store is lovely and it's for for a gaming store it's so spacious It's, it's it's none of your kind of uh, we a wee down an alley kind of you can fit three tables in it as Gary pales himself on his headphones here. <laughs> Thank uh, God it's a for lovely, my glasses. Lovely big space with uh, huge tables and things. Uh, you, you do X-wing as well, don't you? Or do you not? Uh, so if he's doing X-wing and Warhammer and things, it gives you an idea of the size of the the, okay, the venue. Yeah, spacious. Excellent. Well, thanks for coming in, John. Thank you. Really appreciate that, man. Uh, right now, so every week we, we try about some sort of feature, um, and I think uh, it's only fair that with our surroundings, Gary Hogg Simmons, yes. that we have a wee word about retro gaming. Yes, retro gaming indeed. Now, as I mentioned earlier, that retro gaming is a bit different for me because I wasn't a console man. Yes, uh, of course. So it is more PC and things like that. And, and you, you brought up something just before we started recording about retro games and things, and I suppose I want to ask, what, what is retro games to us? Yeah, so I was saying before we started that retro games to me, I tend to fall back onto PlayStation and PlayStation 2, which wasn't really that long ago, but I think it's because it was my golden era of gaming when I grew up. Yeah, yeah. And if we think back to, I guess, Sega Mega Drive, I had one of those, um, but anything older, so like our Ataris and stuff, that to me I would call vintage games, and I think there's a difference between vintage and retro, and I don't know why in my head, I just totally... Classify so, them as different things. Do you say vintage is older? Yeah, uh-huh. vintage is definitely pre sixteen bit gaming. Okay. Uh, even what was this PlayStation sixty four bit? Was that the jump? I never can remember how the bits in that work. But definitely before PlayStation, 
I'd say, is hitting your vintage era. Uh, and I think you see that as well when you play them. It's a different level of difficulty and a different level of storytelling and stuff that yeah. games these days either are trying to recapture. So if you look at like the Dark Souls games and the Sekiro and stuff like that, it's uh-huh. that uh-huh. challenging gameplay. And there's a story there, but you don't really need to get to be spoon-fed it. Yeah. Um, unlike a lot of modern games where it is, here's the story, here's Holding the thing. Yeah. Whereas uh, with like, Dark Souls and stuff, to find out the story, you have to look at items and read the lore and piece it together for yourself. Mm. Um, so I think, for me, that is the difference. Um, vintage games, there's a story of sorts, but it's the gameplay that's challenging. Retro games for me, definitely PlayStation, PlayStation 2 era, where it's more story-heavy. Um and story based yeah and then PSD and stuff it's just when multiplayer came in and started ruining video games oh <laughs> controversial statement I, I, I just I, why, why do you think retro games are so popular I mean it, it, I think it's a fairly I was going to say it's a fairly new thing but it's not really but there seems to be more more focus on you know retro video games cafes and, and things yeah. like that well uh, Bell is saying that retro to heart is Sega Mega Drive um, and I think if you go to a lot of like retro cafes like arcades which we've been to yeah. I think it's the age demographic so okay. everyone my age just now has got to the point where they can own a business right, okay, or yeah. they can afford to do things and it's heartening back for simpler times um, or like um, John was saying you're sitting with your pal on the sofa playing the game together or giving your sister the control pad that's not plugged in and saying she's tails. Um, <laughs> and it's just a more social aspect to retro video games. And I think a lot of younger people enjoy retro games because it's a challenge. And I feel like there's some sort of bragging rights where they can say, oh, I, I managed to beat level 36 of Asteroids. And so, yeah. like in beat, but it's like a one-up mission up over maybe an older sibling or a dad or an uncle because... Maybe they've not played video games since their Sega Mega Drive was out. So that's kind of like a bridging gap for generations as well. Um, Mm. Because, as you know, the older you get and you have kids and stuff, your video games do slip to the side slightly. Um, So yeah, I think maybe that's why retro video games are a big push. Because it lets people relive their past. And it's just just the case that um, our generation has the money to open places like this. I mean, I think if you were to maybe go back to the 90s, if you look at what was popular then, cafes and bars then, it's probably something that they liked when they were younger. Okay, okay. So, so that's you, what it is. you think it's, a, it's just a, th- a time thing that, yeah. that, that mm-hmm. you've now grown up, so your interest as a youth is is, is, is coming out as a business? Yeah, oh, I think so, yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. What, what What is a retro game to you? What? What kind of title would be a retro game to you? Uh, so the original Tomb Raider, that would be retro. Okay. Um, Graphics-wise, control-wise, and even um, storyline-wise, the original Tomb Raider had a story, but it was barely there. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until they remade Tomb Raider uh, on the PS3 generation. I kind of went, oh, wait, there was a story in the original Tomb Raider. And when you go back and look at it, it is there. But uh-huh. I think when you're younger, you don't pay attention or it wasn't spoon-fed, so I definitely think it's something I have fond memories of playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I say in Sega, I had a Sega Mega Drive, so I, even to go back to that, it's definitely still retro, but virgin and vintage for me because of the, the difficulty, probably. Because um, mm-hmm. vintage things are difficult to do. Um, but yeah, I, th- I just think it's something that 
gives you kind of warmth or nice memories when you go back it is fun to play mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of games maybe these days are a wee bit shallow or you kind of uh, that, that leads me on to another question, which is uh, how much is how much would you say of a retro game is is the quality of the game and how, how good the game is to the nostalgia that it brings with it? I definitely think it's nostalgia goggles. Yeah. Because um, speaking of Tomb Raider again, I tried to play that and was like, what? How did I get through this when I was little? Because <laughs> ten, well, you probably think this control is rubbish, but I think it's maybe just like laziness in the gamer's behalf because everything like control seems can be quite simplified these days. Right, yeah. So in Tomb Raider, yes, you start to press jump and then try and go to grab a ledge. But in the new games, she auto grabs. Okay. And also, the, and if, if the developers have gone back and started reintroducing old control schemes, just the cameras better and the graphics are better. Um, and I think retro games. If I was to go back 10 years and say something, oh, do you want to play my Sega or my PlayStation? They're like, eh, no, the graphics are crap, and what do you yeah. want to play that for? Whereas now it's like an in thing. Um, okay, yeah. But I think there definitely is nostalgia goggles. I think if you were to maybe go back and play games you did grow up in, you'd be like, oh, how did I do this? Or oh, this isn't as good as I remember. But for me, the ones that I do go back to regularly, like Resident Evil's in PS1, yeah, yeah. Fear Effect, um, going back to PS2, the horror games, the Bound Search I've mentioned before, it's just, they're good games, they're solid good games that can last over generations. Yeah. I think that's why it's a popular thing, because it's games that are made to last. It's interesting you say that the different control mechanisms are coming back again. Do you think that, that follows on from what you're saying about retro cafes and things, that the people that grew up playing these games are now designing these games? Yeah, I think so, possibly. Like when you see, you think developers are have gone through all that, and maybe they look and say, gosh, games would really get quite easier for casuals. They should say there's nothing wrong with casual gamers. I don't think even I think I'd say I'm like at the top end of casual gaming, sure, because yeah. um, I don't do it competitively. But yeah, I think it is. I think the cycle of developers is people who are harking back to what used to be before. Because if you look at all the um, indie developers, it's all pixel art and yeah, it's all really yeah. old school looking because of budget, but also because that's what they liked and they yeah. enjoyed. And a lot of them do have modern elements with this old styling. So yeah. Yeah, it's coming back to being about the game yeah. rather than mm-hmm. the, the pizzazz. Yes. Oh. Right, hand me that microphone because I'm going to go out and see people and see what we think. Oh. Hello, hello. Right, I want to know what uh, retro games... I'm going to come to my wife since she's here. <laughs> hello, what's your name? Janice. What age are you, Janice? 38. <laughs> <laughs> you having fun today? I'm having a lovely time. That's good, good, good. What would you say is a retro game to you? Like Space Invaders, Zalaga, Repton. I'm conscious that they're probably retro, or like ones that I can remember that I wouldn't know the name of. You know, like the wee ball hitting the wee line going back and forward. Oh, Pong. Pong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as in ping pong. <laughs> they belong in a museum. Um, so, <laughs> I want to know is. Because you're my wife, I know you, and I know you like playing Sonic and things like these. And uh, what, what was the Sega one? The Column. There was oh, oh. there was Columns, which is kind of like Tetris, but not Tetris. That was but, great. You know, I love Tetris. Um, but yeah, Columns and Super Hang On. Um, yeah, basically whatever came in the Sega Mega Drive package, which, by the way. We bought in the piazza. Oh, <laughs> oh there you go. Coming all the way Excellent. back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we came here and got it. Me and my brother got it as a joint Christmas present one year. And I'm sure it was the piazza that we came to get. It was well exciting. <laughs> so there you go. Very good, very good. So what? So like something like Sonic, why? Is it nostalgia or is it, is it enjoyment or is it both? What, 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 is, what does Sonic mean to you? 
Well, I think a couple of things. One would be the simplicity of those games appeals to me because when I go, when I want to play a game, I want to relax. I don't want to have to think about it too much. And I find like the idea of playing something like FIFA or something uh, difficult because there's so there seems to me to be so many ways to control and to be able to play it well. Whereas with Sonic, I can just sit and enjoy it and play it and it's simplistic. So there's that, the familiarity of it also, because that's probably was, that was probably the main period of my life that I played games, uh, video games. And although through you, I've kind of got to understand a bit more about the variety of what exists now, I kind of just moved on and into other interests. So I didn't really continue with the interest of gaming beyond having that console and enjoying those games and then I sort of moved on from it. So so for me, it's a bit of a, it's fun because it's familiar and it's a throwback um, and it's easy. Fair play, fair play, I like that, I like that. Very good, very good. Uh, and just because you probably tried hard to remember, what, what have you been playing recently? <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying a game called A Way Out. Very good. Can you give us an idea of what you have been calling it? I've been calling it Break free, <laughs> I want to break free, how to get out of here. <laughs> I'm a redemption. I could not remember what it was called, but a way out is what it's called. A way out. I'm a prisoner, get me out of here. Now I'm going to come over here as well since I've no spoke to yourself. Uh, give us your name for me. Hey, I'm Kate. Hello, Kate. And uh, do you play retro games at all? Yeah, sometimes. What, what kind of retro games would you play, Kate? Um, Tetris, because you know you like the throwback, um, the original Mario's, um, Sonic. We we've got a Sonic, like that sort of thing. Can I ask how how do you play these games? What 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 are you playing them on? Um, so sometimes I just like go places and they've got like an older console because I like I never had one. Um, yeah, just here and there. Some people that I know have got them. Go over to theirs, have fun. You know. Brilliant and and. and what kind of level, how, how, how would you compare something like, say, the original Super Mario Brothers to a game of today, basically? Would you, do, you, do you get more enjoyment out of the simpler game, or uh, do you get more enjoyment out of the Flash? Um, well, it's fair to say I'm not very good at video games. <laughs> so, all right, you're in good company. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think that the, the, the more simplistic gameplay is, like, a lot better like it depends kind of what you're looking for because if you want in like something with a complex storyline and like um plot points and all this stuff like the more complex gameplay then obviously you're not looking at retro but sometimes it's just like you can sit there and play a game of tetris for hours and it's just moving a block from side to side and hoping that it'll fit in but you you can play it for so long it's yeah i don't know no i get what you're saying i get what you're saying it's about the game the game being good mm -hmm. thank you kate thank you very much um, yeah, so uh, I think retro games are st here to stay, wouldn't you agree, Mr. Hawk Simmons? Yo, yes, yes. I think there's a big market for them, and there definitely is a lot of enjoyment adding them. Um, and I, I think it, I, I do think it's a good uh, generational bridge um, between different age groups. Because um, Kate, as Kate was saying, you've got these places you can go, and so I'm at 32, and I can be sitting next to a 16 year old playing the same game, and then you go, I'd be like, oh, I remember this first came out, and then you start talking, and it's just. It's fun, friendly. It's kind of where video games started. Um, yeah, and we're returning back to it. If you play it online, then you can get beat by a six-year-old calling you all sorts of names. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good as well, because if you're doing a person, you just thump them in the face. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so do let us know. What, what, what does retro games mean to you? Do, do you prefer retro games to newer games? Is, it, is there space for, for all of them in our lives? Let, let us know. Drop us a line. 
We'd love to hear from you. Find us on Facebook as The Nearly Men, Twitter and Instagram where we are at Nearly Men or email info at thenearlymen.com. Excellent. So let's fire on. We've got a few upcoming releases. Uh, I'll just fly through them just now for time. Uh, Bla- Blasphemous is coming out, mm. uh, which is a platform game for all platforms. <laughs> That's confusing. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming out in the 10th. Lot coming out in the 10th. Uh, eFootball, PES 2020. Is that what they're called? The now? Is that what they're mm. called? eFootball? eFootball. I suppose they might be playing up to the eSports thing. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah. So, of course, that's a, a sports game uh, mm-hmm. for PS4, Xbox One, and PC out in the 10th. Greedfall, the action RPGs coming out PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on the 10th. And Mr. Colin Little oh, is excited about this. He's going to be saying, have some of that when it comes oh, out. Oh, yeah. yeah he's going to be having some of that. <laughs> um, hopefully, Colin's going to do us a wee review uh, if he can sneak in the time of as much play because that's a big game. It's going to be a huge game. Mm huge game uh, Greedfall I, I, I want to say it's a pirate but it's not right, really a pirate I think it's just kind of 17th century oh right I, I, I don't really know much about it so no. I'm waiting for Colin to tell me all about it do you know what I mean that's the mm-hmm. way to do it just yeah. tune in and nearly man exactly <laughs> NHL 20 the ice hockey game's coming out on the 10th for PS4 and Xbox One Borderlands 3 which a lot of people are excited about and a lot of people don't want anything to do with mm. is coming out on the 13th for PS4 Xbox One and PC Demon X Machina Shooter coming out on Nintendo Switch is coming out on the 13th NASCAR Heat 4 the racing game for PS4 Xbox One and PCs on the 13th as well a big one I know Jason Park listener will be excited about this The Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening is coming out on the Switch on the 20th I'm looking forward to that I'm yes it's my sister's birthday I have to decide a present for her or the game for myself and oh. I'm like oh it's so close oh. she's only 29 it's something special you've spoiled it now though what a surprise Oh. <laughs> Surprise, you've got a game that you can't play. <laughs> Mario Kart Tours Tour is coming out on mobile. Did you see mm, with this? No. So it's the mobile version of Mario Kart. Where, where's Craig? Are you onto this, Craig? Pre ordered. That's coming out on the 25th of September. And uh, FIFA 20 is coming out on the 27th. Which that's you're looking forward to. Disappear into. Oh, I'm stream like, nothing on earth this one. Oh, dear. So yeah, so that's your upcoming releases. Enjoy them. Mm, moving on, we have our second competition of the day. Uh, and for this competition, we need four willing participants. And I'll explain the competition first before you volunteer yourself. So uh, <laughs> this is called uh, The Nearly Men's Minutes of Madness. What's going to happen is each contestant will have ten questions to answer um, within a minute. We'll probably do the whole ten questions. Don't be rushing through them. But uh, they'll get all ten questions to answer. Mm-hmm. I take your first answer only. You can skip a question and return to it at the end, um, and they're all video game related. And then the top two will go through to a head-to-head, where there is a a very special first prize to be won, um, and the runner-up prize as well. Um, So do we have four volunteers in the audience who want to prove their gaming knowledge and trivia? Anybody left? One. Excellent. Two. Ben as well. Three. Four. Excellent. Excellent. So, let's see how shall we do this. Get them in the front there. Yeah, if we bring our four volunteers around the front. Dun, 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 dun. Oh, we, such We should have had some music or something. Oh, yeah. I can put this on while we... The only music's not as dramatic. It's like... Okay. Here they come, the contestants are coming down. <laughs> are you going yeah. Yes, I will. Oh, my God. Oh, 
Okay, so for this, there are six sets of questions, number 26, and you are going to get to choose which numbered set you get. Okay, so it's randomly picked. Um, who would like to go first? Anyone? You're going to go first? Okay, so which set of questions would you like to be one in six? Number four. Yeah, mic on that man. Okay. Oh, wait, two seconds. Eight more mics. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give you the mic to hold because what I say is not as important as the answers. Okay, so you hold the mic. Let us know your name. My name is Colin. Colin's back again. <laughs> yep. Colin, up for another prize. Okay. So ten questions. Mm-hmm. A minute on the clock, please. Um. <laughs> If you're not sure the answer, say skip, and we'll come back to it at the end, but I must take your first answer, dun, okay? Dun, dun. Are we ready? Yes. Okay. Three, two, one. What was the twist in Metroid Prime? Uh, skip. Uh, what is the name of the main character in Castlevania? Skip. <laughs> <laughs> what is the name of the ship in Mass Effect? I'm just going to skip that one. <laughs> what village do you start in Ocarina of Time? I don't remember any of these. <laughs> <laughs> in which game series are golden rings used as health? Oh, uh, Sonic. What term is given when an Xbox 360 was faulty? Skip. What is the name of the Rockstar school-based game? Guitar Hero. Uh, what game does Nathan Drake play in Uncharted 4? What is Mario's brother's name? Luigi. What MMO recently released a classic version? What online role-playing game released a classic version lately? Oh, skip. Uh, Here, we're back to start. What was the twist? Oh! Oh, they're tricky, aren't they? That was so difficult. That was so difficult. (laughs) Would you like to hear the answers? Yes. Okay, the twist in Metro Prime was that Samus was a woman. The name of the main character in Castlevania is Simon Belmont. What's the name of the ship in Mass Effect? The Normandy. What village did they start in Ocarina of Time? Kakariko Village. Uh, In what game series are Golden Rangers' health? You got it right, it's Sonic the Hedgehog. What term is given when an Xbox 360 was faulty? The Red Ring of Death. Oh, I had that. The same. I had that. What is the name of Rockstar's school-based game? It would be Bully. Or... I don't know why I said guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about Rockstar. Like, uh, Rockstar. Um, like, uh... What game does Nathan Drake play in Uncharted 4? It was Crash Bandicoot. Oh. Uh, what is Mario's brother's name? Luigi. And World of Warcraft recently released a classic version of his game. So you are sitting at two, right? Well done, oh, Colin. Well done, Colin. Well done. Okay, well done. Next up. Okay. What's your name? Ben. Ben's ben. back again. Okay. Ben's back. Ben, pick a number between one and six, but not four. Um, two. Two? I was looking right at two. Okay, so if you want to skip, just say skip, okay? And then we'll come back to it at the end if we've got time. Are we ready? We're ready. Go. What does the T stand for in T-Virus? Uh, skip. What colour is Pac-Man? Yeah, well... How many Arkham Batman games are there? Uh, skip. Uh, Dr. Robotnik can be found in which game series? Sonic. What is the name of Lara Croft's butler in Tomb Raider 2? Um, skip. Which video game company's games include Mortal Kombat, Spy Hunter and Rampage? Um, Eternal. 
Uh, Mario first appeared in which classic video game? Super Mario Bros. Which company produces World of Warcraft? Uh, skip. Uh, which number has the Final Fantasy franchise reached? Skip. Desmond Miles is the main character in which game series? Skip. We'll go back to start. Uh, what does the T stand for in T-Virus? Take a guess. Uh, yeah. That's great. Uh, oh, so close. Also two, right? So you're still tied for first place. Well done. I'll run through these answers nice and quick. So uh, the T stands for Tyrant Virus. Uh, Pac-Man is yellow. There are six games in the Batman Arkham series. Six? Yeah. Uh, most people would say four, but they would forget about Blackgate and the VR game. Oh, the VR, mm. of course, yeah. Uh, Dr. Robotnik can be found in Sonic the Hedgehog. Winston is the name of Larkov's butler. Uh, Midway Games make Mortal Kombat, Spy Hunter and Rampage. Mario first appeared in Donkey Kong. Uh, World of Warcraft is made by Blizzard. Final Fantasy has reached number 15. And My- Desmond Miles is the main guy in Assassin's Creed. Well done, Ben. Well done. <laughs> Okay, who's up next? Lewis? Is it? Okay, Lewis, you can have one, three, five, or six. Uh, five. Five? Oh. Oh, man. That's oh. not. Uh. Do we have a minute on the clock? We are ready. Excellent. Ready, Lewis? Yes. Three, two, one, go. And what year was the first Halo game released? Uh, skip. Which console was the first Final Fantasy game released on? Skip. And Overwatch, what was Diva's former profession? Skip. What is the name of the three gold triangles in the Legend of Zelda series? Uh, Trinity. What are the four ghost colours in Pac-Man? Red, pink, blue. Skip. How many Resident Evil games were released on the PlayStation, the first PlayStation? Three. What is the name of Mario's dinosaur companion? Yoshi. Who makes the Final Fantasy games? Capcom. Kingdom Hearts uh, features characters from which famous company? Disney. Who are the four protagonists? <coughs> oh, we'll finish on it. Who are the four protagonists of the Dark Siders game? Skip. Skip. Oh. <laughs> How do you think you've done? Not very well. <laughs> <laughs> You're close. So again, two, two, uh, two answers, right? So that's three for first place. We're going to have to go to a tiebreaker, I think. <laughs> um, so the answers: uh, Halo was first released in 2001. The first Final Fantasy game was on the NES. Overwatch uh, Diva, her former profession, was a professional gamer. Uh, the name of the three gold triangles was the Triforce. Um, you almost had this one. So the so four cool. ghosts are red. Pink, blue, and orange. (laughs) So close, Um, so close. There was five games released on the PlayStation for Resident Evil. Resident Evil, Resident Evil Director's Cut 2, 3, and Gun Survivor. Yoshi is Mario's companion. Square Enix makes Final Fantasy. The Disney characters are in Kingdom Hearts. And the four protagonists of Darksiders are the four horsemen. Two as well, two. Very good, very good, very good. Which number would you like? What's your name, What's your name, your name? again? Hey, my name's Craig. 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 Sure, you've got... he's, got, he's got age on his side. I know. <laughs> you have one, three, or six. I'll have three, please. Three. 
Come on, Craig. Cheers for the old ones. Do we have our minutes in the club? We do. No? See, it's not been done. Also, now that I'm taking pelters about my age, not to be a pedant, but Mario didn't actually appear in Donkey Kong, so it's called Jumpman. So, I have to strike back just a little bit. It's still didn't get right, so it's fine. Are we ready? Yes, ready, sorry. Two, one. Which game features the nameless king as a boss? Skip. A underground, hot pursuit, and most wanted are instalments on which racing game? Need for Speed. What was the first Nintendo system to use optical discs? It was a, a, they did do a joint effort with PlayStation. It was never released. They used discs, but it, ne- it never made it to. Did the public play? Super Famicom. What year was the Sony PlayStation released in Europe? Uh, 99. What, uh, name one of the launch titles for Nintendo 64 in Europe. Mario 64. What is the highest selling video game console of all time? PlayStation 2. What is the name of the time travelling device in Assassin's Creed? Animus. What is Sonic Sidekick's full name? Miles Tails Prowler. What is Nathan Drake's mentor's name? <gasps> Skip. How many Pokemon were in the original lineup? Skip. Oh, wow. Very good, mm. Craig. Very good. Excellent. I thought you were going to annihilate I'm a bit disappointed. <laughs> Do you know, I, 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 well, oh, sorry, on you go. Uh, so, run through the answers quickly. Um, Dark Souls 3 features the nameless King Boss. Um, you got Need for Speed uh, as Underground Hot Pursuit and Most Wanted. The first Nintendo system to use optical discs was the GameCube. But his answer was right, to be fair. Mm, thank you. <laughs> as soon as I was saying it, I was like, mm. <laughs> uh, So fine, Paul, we're rules. Uh, get good, point good, there. Uh, the PlayStation was released in Europe in 1995. Uh, Super Mario 64, Pilot Wing 64, Star Wars, Shadow of the Empire, and Turok were all launch titles. So, any one of those, we got you the point. The PlayStation 2 is the highest selling video game console of all time. Uh, the Animus is a time travel device in Assassin's Creed. Miles Tails Prower is Sonic's sidekick's full name. Nathan Drake's mentor's name is Sully. And there were 151 Pokemon in the original lineup. Uh, and I actually had to go online and have an argument with someone because I was like, there was 150 because Mew was added later. And they're like, he was always in the code, so he was always there. And I was like, I'm right, fine, whatever. So, well done. Well done, Craig. Well done. Thank you, thank you. How do we do this? Well, How do we do this? I, th- I, we're, I think we still need to go through the final. Yeah. Uh, but it's who goes through with Craig. Yeah, so it's definitely Craig, but we need one contender. So, what about if we get them to try and guess one of the sales to the closest million? Good idea, right. good idea. I'll just pick oh, one at random. Actually, oh. Oh, so we know the PlayStation 2 was the highest selling <gasps> console ever. How many units worldwide has the PlayStation 2 sold? Have a wee think, and then I'll ask the three individually. Okay? So, we, so how many units worldwide has the PlayStation 2 sold? And it is the highest selling video console of all time. It should be the bottom one, I think. The bottom. Is that it? Cool. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think? I want to go for a certain number because it's like 
people brought it mostly for Blu-rays mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. Not Blu-rays, for DVDs. DVDs, yeah. Man, nosy stuff. Like DVDs. So what are we going to go gonna for? I was going to say, maybe, I think it's above the millions, actually. I think it's something like a billion. You're going to say a billion? I would say it's a billion units because it was sold everywhere. I don't know, it's probably a bit absurd, actually. <laughs> oh, you're going for I'm it? I'm just trying to give you a neutral face. I'm trying to give it away. Yeah. Okay, Craig says a billion. Craig says a billion. Eh, no, Craig, sorry, Colin. Colin. What do you think? Eh, uh, 900 million. 900 Lewis, million. 900 million. 900 million. And Ben, what do we think? Um, 25 million. 25 million. Mr. Kaczynski, would you like to reveal the answer? 159 million. <laughs> 159 million. For being the highest selling video game console of all time, it's kind of... So, so that's yeah, Ben's closest, isn't he? Yeah, Ben's closest. Ben's closest? Oh, father versus his son in the dun, final. Dun, dun. Oh, 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 the showdown. Now for this one, boys, you're going to be asked the exact same 10 questions. Um, so we're going to get you to write it down, and then we'll, we'll, we'll cross-analyse the results. So do we have some paper? Yeah, you gave me paper, didn't you? Yeah. Um, so I think Janice is going to... Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. Right, we'll go with this side. Yeah. And there's another pen and paper for... This is exciting. Oh, it is. <gasps> so, would you say that oh, the, the questions are of uh, similar difficulty here? Yeah. Because uh -huh. they're, they're still part of the pack. So you're, yeah, so you're, you're going to choose between one and six for both of you. So what number would you like? One or six? Ben, you can pick. Six. Oh. And I'm not going to time this one because I've got you right. And then, uh, have you looked at the questions for one? I've not. Because Paul's going to try and answer the one <laughs> next. Okay, so, are we ready? What was the name of the add-on to make the Nintendo 64 control pad vibrate? So, what was the name of the add-on to make the Nintendo 64 control pad vibrate? Question two. What was the name of the last console released by Sega? This is thrilling. Oh, it is. Thrilling. Everyone listen to this tomorrow. We're going to laugh. What's going on? Question three. And what year was Fortnite released? And what year was Fortnite released? 1976. <laughs> <laughs> Question. I'll keep going and I'll come back if we do the game. Question four. What does Pokemon stand for? What does Pokemon stand for? Freedom and love. Would you have got that, do you think? What does Pokemon stand for? No. No. <laughs> Question five. What are characters who give quests and information called in video games? Steve. Yep, so what are characters who give quests and information called in video games? Steve. So, and Nick, it's not Steve. Steve. There are nicknames given to them. 
quest givers. Stevie. What would you call them? Steve. It's tense here. People are sweating. Question six. What colour do the ghosts turn when Pac-Man eats a power pellet? Mauve. Mauve. <laughs> that well-known Atari colour of mauve. Question seven. What does Mario jump on at the end of a level? The bandwagon. You would do so not well in this game. I'm just, I'm filling the blanks, mate. <laughs> Three more to go. Question eight. What year was Minecraft released? 1976. <laughs> Are you saying that because that's the year you were born? No, it wasn't the year I was born, thank you. <laughs> not that old. Are you sure? <laughs> not sure. <laughs> uh, question nine. What is the name of the main character in the God of War games? So what is the main character in the God of War games? What's his name? Steve. Steve was born in 1976 and is mauve. And question 10. What is the name of the exploding enemies in Minecraft? Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is exciting. Craig, how many questions and the answers? Uh, comfortably eight. Comfortable oh, eight. You think it's a comfortable eight? Yeah. And Ben, how many do you think you've got right? Eight. Eight. eight as well. Oh. <laughs> right, what are we doing? Are we getting? Are we getting them to read them out? Uh, Shall we switch? So oh. we can mark each other's. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. Switch your tests. <laughs> no, no cheating. Okay, and hopefully the audience at home get these out right as well. So, what was the name of the add-on to make the N64 control pad vibrate? It was called a rumble pack. A rumble pack. Mm-hmm. And what Which is Craig put here? Rumble pack. He's got oh. a rumble pack and... Yeah, rumble pack. Oh. Yeah, Ben's got a rumble pack. Rumble pack as well, right? I mean, we'll just stand still rather than put here. <laughs> what was the name of the last console released by Sega? That was the Dreamcast. Oh. Ooh. Both wrong. Did you have the Saturn? I knew they would think it was a Saturn. Um, and what year was Fortnite released? 2017. So in two years, it's done wonders. What does Pokemon stand for? It stands for Pocket Monster. Pocket Monster? Because you fit them in your pocket. Oh. What are characters who give quests and information called in video games? They are usually known as NPCs. NPCs? Craig got that one right. Oh. Bend it not. What colour do the ghosts turn when Pac Man eats a power pellet? They turn blue. Blue? And then you eat them. Craig say flashy blue and white. Oh, well, they do flash yeah, blue and white. That's, that's, that's not. I think Oh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just also blue. just said just for. Um, <laughs> what does Mario jump on at the end of the level? A flagpole, a plow, or whatever you put yeah. that. Uh, Minecraft was released in 2009. Oh, 2009. Ten years it's been going. Um, what is the name of the protagonist in the God of War games? Is Kratos or Kratos? Kratos, I'd say, yeah. And what is the name of the exploding enemies in Minecraft? They are affectionately known as Creepers. 
Creepers. And they terrify you and blow your world up, and it's so not fun. Yeah. There's a, there's a video on YouTube of just, like, chaos of, of people being near right. Creepers in tiny spaces. Yeah, it's that. horrible, and they just hear that... And you're like, no, <laughs> Boom, dead. All right, so... Let's, have you tallied up the scores? Are we getting... Oh, Gary Hogg, you could... You could release the, oh. the figures. Yeah, so... How, so you, you thought you'd eat... Craig. Not now. I, I don't. I no longer think I had oh. eight. <laughs> well, yes. Craig thought, and Ben, you thought you also had eight as well. So what after a very, very close final round, with seven out of ten, Dad just beats. Dad wins. Oh. <laughs> Craig is the champion, my friend. Now, Craig, there's, there's a very special prize uh, here. Because we just get these printed, so yeah. these t-shirts hardly exist. But you get a special pop vinyl uh, of Captain Marvel and Jin Lee, and a Neil Man t-shirt. And then as a runner-up prize, you get to choose, get to choose one, one of these, these pops one up of here. The pops up I here. can bring them over to you. So, so choices which are one we think? Triceratops from Fortnite or Omega from Fortnite. That one. Triceratops. Triceratops. Excellent, there we go. Where does the all participants? Fantastic. Oh, so tense. Well done. Now, Paul, you're not off the hook because you now have to do the round that you have not seen. <laughs> That's my script. <laughs> so, and you only get a minute as well. Only a minute, right, okay. Hold okay. How do you think Paul's going to do? Do you think Paul's going to get 10 out of 10? Yeah, surely. Nah, not, not, not what you think. Not a chance. Not a chance. I know what number are we going for? Nine. Nine. Oh, this is going to get worse. Things you're going to do well. You obviously don't no listen to the podcast. Five. <laughs> okay. So, are we ready, Mr. Kaczynski? Right, okay. Neil Lutton. Okay. Ready? Go. Which company makes the Resident Evil games? Capcom. And which year was the Sega Mega Drive released? <gasps> In Europe. Uh, 1995. What does Atari mean? Uh, play. Which year uh, was Minecraft released? That's a repeat. Uh, 2009, was it? <laughs> uh, who stars in the Metal Gear Solid games? Uh, Snake. I need a bit more than Snake. Uh, boss Snake? Big Boss Snake? <laughs> the character Master Hands oh, features boss. in which game series? The Master Hands? Yep. Super Meat Boy? What does PVE mean in gaming activities? Player versus enemy. Uh, enemy. What colour are Spyro's wings? Spyro's wings the are... The dragon. Uh, they're purple. What does MMO stand for? Massively multiplayer online. And what game is Black Ops a subtitle for? Call of Duty. Ooh, just... Oh my. You got four? Four? Oh. Oh. Does it mean you in the final game? <laughs> so, uh, Capcom, Resident Evil, you got that right. That's the Sega Mega Drive was released in Europe in 1990. What? Yep. Atari means success. Ah. Minecraft released in 2009. Solid Snake stars in the Metal Gear Solid games. Of course. Master Hands features in. Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers. It's the big gloves that bar you about at the end. Um, PVE means player versus environment or engine. Uh. Very close. Uh, Spyro's wings are orange. MMO stands for Massive Multiplayer Online. And Call of Duty has Black Ops as a subtitle. Oh, well. Wowzers. Lots of information and trivia today. That was. I've learned a lot. Have you retained it though? That is the question. That is the question. That is the question. Oh, speaking of scripts, I don't know. My right. goodness, look at the time. I know. <laughs> Colin Lapp's even here. I know. 
For those of you who don't know, Colin's the one that talks on our podcast. He just talks and talks and talks. And we thought, oh, we might be a bit shocked because yeah. Colin's not with us. And we're around. So. Exactly. But um, no, that's that's a wrap on this podcast, guys. Today we spoke about and announced the save point. And this week we will be announcing what the theme is. Uh, we've had a big discussion in retro gaming. So please share your opinions on what retro gaming means to you. We always love to hear what you're playing next. So get in touch if you buy a new game or you pick, pick up an old game. Uh, today, for those who are left to win the final pop final, there's going to be a Super Smash Brothers competition. So let's see if uh, it's anybody who's won before wins again. Um, <laughs> we'd just like to give a big thanks to Renfrewshire Arts team for getting us on board today, Erskine Music and Media Studio for hosting the retro gaming section, Outspoken Arts and all the pop team for the support, and our wonderful audience who have been a pleasure to be uh, recording in front of. Indeed. So it's goodbye from me, goodbye, and it's goodbye from Paul. Goodbye. Woo! Thanks, guys.